is 520, and this is the KDLL Evening News. For Wednesday, January 31st on 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna. Listener-supported public radio for the central Kenai Peninsula. I'm Riley Board. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up, a Soldatna event brings a variety of resources to those who are homeless or struggling with housing insecurity on the Central Peninsula, and a controversial Girdwood housing project moves forward. But first, an elderly man went into cardiac arrest during a vehicle collision in Ninilchik Tuesday evening, according to Alaska State Troopers. Troopers say two vehicles collided at about 8.30 p.m. yesterday around mile two of Oil Well Road. One of the drivers, a 67-year-old man, went into cardiac arrest. In a dispatch, troopers say bystanders began to conduct CPR on the man. Western Emergency Services, the fire and ambulance service for Anchor Point and Nilchik, transported him to a landing pad from which he was airlifted to Central Peninsula Hospital in Soldatna. Troopers described his condition as stable as of around 11.30 p.m. last night. Nobody else was injured in the collision. Troopers say the road was partially closed for about two hours. Driving conditions on the Sterling Highway through Ninilchik are currently described as fair, with warnings for blowing snow, icy patches, ice on bridges and overpasses, and slippery road surfaces. More than 30 service providers lined the Soldatna Regional Sports Complex Conference Room Tuesday to deliver products and services to those experiencing homelessness. Hosted by the Kenai Peninsula Project Homeless Connect, the event sees anywhere from 100 to 150 clients each year. KDLL's Hunter Morrison spoke to service providers about the importance of offering this resource event. For people experiencing homelessness, finding care and resources can be challenging, especially in a place like the Kenai Peninsula. With service providers scattered across multiple cities and limited public transportation, for over a decade, Project Homeless Connect has provided those in need a one-stop spot to access healthcare, housing assistance, food assistance, and other social services free of charge. The event also offers free transportation to and from the sports complex. Leslie Rohr is on the board of the Kenai Peninsula Homeless Coalition and is an organizer of the event. She is there representing the nonprofit Love in the Name of Christ, which offers homelessness prevention and placement services and operates a shelter in Nikiski. Just making that human connection with people who are struggling, getting them in here for one day, Um, helps to get them past that fear of where they're at and give them hope that there is something out there for them. It's our job to try and connect them with all of those resources. The resource event falls just a day after the Department of Housing and Urban Development's Point and Turn Count, a census of people experiencing homelessness on a single night in January. The department requires all grantees, including Project Homeless Connect, to participate so it can gain a better understanding of how many homeless people there are in the region. Today, we ask the question, where did you sleep last night? The answer to that question helps us determine how many people we actually have who are unsheltered in the state of Alaska. 
Rohr says an accurate count is crucial to state and federal funding of social service agencies. She says that funding is based on local needs. If there is no local need, there is no funding. Passing out burritos, cookies, and other food items, the Kenai Peninsula Food Bank is one of many organizations present for the resource event. The food bank in Soldatna sees 40 to 60 households each day, with many more accessing food at its 46 distribution sites across the peninsula. Greg Meyer is the food bank's executive director. He says because of the state's backlog of SNAP applications, the food bank is nearing pandemic levels of food distribution. A lot of people who had never needed help before needed it, and so that's what we want. We want to be there in a very non-judgmental way and welcome people in and, and feed them. This, this is awesome because this brings all of us in the peninsula together. So I mean, being in one room at the same time is great for all of us, but it's really good for our, all of our neighbors. Annette Barngrover is a former client of Project Homeless Connect's resource event. In 2009, she was arrested for DUI and underwent an addiction treatment program. She says this event gave her hope and helped her realize there were people there for her. Today, Barngrover works for one of the event's service providers. When I didn't have nothing um, when I got out of treatment, I came here and I got my hair cut. I got all kinds of gifts that, I mean, that helped me out to get myself on the, the right path. Um, it's a really good program, and I'm grateful to be here to represent my um, community. I would hope that they feel appreciated when they come through here. Again, Leslie Rohr. They are valuable to our society, and they are a vital part of our community. We want them to leave here feeling like they're a part of something bigger. If you or someone you know is experiencing homelessness on the Kenai Peninsula, visit the Project Homeless Connects Facebook page. In Soldatna, I'm Hunter Morrison. And finally, a controversial deal to develop, subdivide, and sell about 150 residential lots in Girdwood is back. It's called Holton Hills, and last week the Anchorage Assembly approved the public-private partnership deal to open about 60 acres of undeveloped city-owned land. But many Girdwood locals fear the deal squandered an opportunity to better address the community's workforce housing crisis. Alaska Public Media's Jeremy Shea has more. Before getting to the controversy, here's what's in the deal itself. The first of three phases in the Holton Hills deal covers about 16 acres of land. Before the developer, CY Investments, can hire a general contractor to start building roads and utility infrastructure, there are more public approvals to navigate planning and zoning, and subdividing individual lots. The early plans call for 52 lots of various sizes for a mixed-density neighborhood. CY Investments intends to eventually sell the empty, shovel-ready lots to builders, then half the profits will go to the city, then half to CY Investments. In Phase 1, the city must give up some of its earnings to set aside at least one multifamily lot that can accommodate at least eight units, likely condos, to hand over to a Girdwood housing nonprofit. The deal also requires the developer to write homeowners associations bylaws that severely limit short-term rentals. And now, the controversy. Girdwood is a mountain resort community within the boundaries of Anchorage, and it desperately needs housing for its workforce. But for this type of city-owned land, city code requires that it be sold at market rates, which are high in Girdwood, likely pricing out everyone but institutional buyers and the wealthy. This isn't to demonize second homeowners or vacation homeowners. 
Mike Edgington is a member of the Girdwood Board of Supervisors. He was one of more than 20 people who spoke in the public hearing leading up to the latest assembly vote. The question here is balance. In Girdwood, over half of our housing are those empty homes, i.e. not used as primary residences by anyone. Based on city property records, Edgington told the assembly that 38 homes were built in Girdwood over the last two years. He said that's a rate many times faster than the rest of Anchorage. Therefore, Girdwood's housing crisis must be getting better, right? Well, spoiler alert, it's getting worse. Uh, The median current assessed value of those no-Girdwood homes is $940,000. So by definition, half are higher than that. And he said only seven of them are used as primary residences, which means that as Girdwood built more homes, the town's overall ratio of homes that locals actually live in got even lower. Dozens of others weighed in at past public hearings on the Holton Hills deal, largely in opposition. Some of the testimony was tainted. The Alaska landmine has reported that some key figures in the anti-Holton Hills campaign, which featured signs that said Halt Holton Hills, rallied opposition by spreading misinformation, misrepresenting their own personal financial interests, and vilifying the dealmakers with unsubstantiated accusations of corruption. Last February, the Assembly postponed indefinitely a similar version of the deal, in part because of instability in Mayor Dave Bronson's administration. Now, said Assembly Vice Chair Meg Zalatel, the deal is ripe because the city has since hired a third-party consultant to see it through. Assemblymember Zach Johnson, whose district covers Girdwood, unsuccessfully tried to delay the vote again. I think the message resoundingly has been not yet not ready with this project. We had a strong voice um, outpouring from the community asking for more time. Zalatel said the revised deal did address many local concerns and that the lots set aside for a Girdwood housing nonprofit are meaningful. The perfect deal doesn't exist. If we say that there is housing urgency today, why do we wait to tomorrow? For now, the Holton Hills project is on to phase one. Two more phases will follow with similar conditions and procedural hurdles. In Anchorage, I'm Jeremy Shea. And that's all for tonight's KDLL Evening News. We had help from KDLL's own Hunter Morrison and Jeremy Shea in Anchorage. You can find us online at kdll.org. I'm Riley Board. Thanks for tuning in.